On page Kuf Tzadik Beis 192, two lines from the top. And we've just been speaking about how this medrash that other magician calls Hashem, it's fitting to call you Hashem Havaye. Why? Because you are Odin al You are the master of all your creations. So, what is the connection of the Havaye, the the creator, which refers to Hashem's very essence, like we said? And the Yud refers to the Asmada Sapu'ula, it's Pupula Tamidis, it's a constant. And because Hashem is true essence, is the true everlasting constant entity. Uh, but what is this connection of Havaya to, to a Odin, to a master of all of creation? And it's a day to say that, that it's, a, it's, it's hard to say that that's referring to the way that we pronounce Havaya right now as Adnai, which that would obviously connect to Odin al Kobiri but because afterwards it brings the verse, Ani Havaya Hushmi, Havaya is my name. But according to what we said before, it makes sense because Odin or Adnai means that you have been, have been made known the master over all of existence. And how is Hashem master of all existence? The fact that He creates all of existence every moment He brings into being. Obviously, He's the master of it. Every, any moment He cannot create it. And therefore, He is the master over its existence. Um, and the Shem Adnai is Malchus how it enclosed into the lower worlds. Malchus is how it enclosed the lower worlds of Bria Tziratia to create those creations. So that's why Hashem is called the master of the world because He creates everything. And therefore, He's the master over their existence. And that specifically stems from Hashem's true essence, which only Hashem's true essence has that ability to bring something from nothing to something. <clears throat> and that is the Hashem Havaya, the true existence, the ultimate absolute existence, which has the ability to bring into being into existences which feel themselves to be also absolute, even though they're not really truly absolute. Um, so that's why Adam calls Hashem Havaya, because you're the master. Because the fact that you are the master of the world, that you create all the worlds, that's how we know that your name is Havaye, which shows on Hashem's true absolute existence and that fact that He creates and brings into being every existence, every being, every moment. And therefore, He's obviously the master over all of existence and the fact that He brings into being every moment. So the fact that Hashem is the master of the world, that shows you that His name must be Havaya, the creator, the absolute being. So, and the, the fact that other magician calls Hashem by this, by this name Havaya doesn't mean that He now all of a sudden this idea, he was mechadish, this reality that Hashem is a vaya, that Hashem in his very essence is called a vaya. That's not true. Kodam, when it's called, when you call somebody to come to you, you're calling them, you come to come from one place to another place, to come closer to you, to be revealed to you. So the same idea, Adamidish calling Hashem by vaya is just bringing that avaya, that reality of Hashem's true essential being down into existence, revealing it into our reality, into our creation. Um, and then he brings a proof from the Gemara about Avraham, the fact that Avraham called Hashem Odin. So it's the same thing as calling this calling Hashem. You're speaking directly to Hashem, but the point is that Avraham was the one that drew that idea of Hashem being the master over existence. He drew that reality. He revealed that into our reality by everything. Everyone that came to his tent would force them to recognize the Creator, that to bench Hashem, to bless Hashem for all the food. So to Adamidishan, when he when he called Hashem Havaya, it means not that he was Mechadish something, he didn't make a novel, so to say, he didn't bring about a new reality and godliness. He just drew down that already existing reality of Hashem's true essential being into existence. But that is Hashem's essential name, which shows upon Hashem's true essence 
just like his name, like I said, his name is Kodem Shnevra Oilam, Hush Mebavad, his name is primordial, always existing, just like his essential being is. So, two lines on the top. This is what we say in the prayer, the morning prayers. We say, Master of the world, who has ruled before any creation was brought into being, and after, through his will, everything was created, then his name was called as king over all of existence. So this is the meaning of this of this prayer. What does it mean? Pidush. What does it mean that Hashem ruled even before any creation was brought into being? This is referring to Hashem's level of Malchus, which is the idea of Hashem Molach. Hashem is king. But before anything was brought into being, that means the Malchus of Ainsaif. The, the malchus of Hashem's infinite, of, of Hashem's infinite uh, essence. Before the initial contraction, the initial concealment of the infinite energy, which allowed for the room for existence of um, created worlds. So this is the idea of malchus before Before there was a, a reality of existence, even the possibility for a reality of existence. on the that Hashem arose in Hashem's will, that I want to be king. This is the reason for the creation and the, the bringing into being of the worlds, as it's known. Hashem's initial desire for creation, that is the reason for, the distant reason for the actual creation. Not the actual source for creation, meaning in a sense where it actually has a direct connection to creation, because it's still a level of divinity which totally transcends relationship with the limited worlds, but it's the siba, it's the distant cause for eventual creation. And this is the idea, the fact that Hashem wanted to be king, but still before the Tzimtzum, therefore before the even possibility for creation, that's the idea of that Hashem was king before any um, creations were brought into being. That's the level of Malchus before the initial Tzimtzum, Hashem's desire to be king. But then after, through His will, everything was created in actuality. And this is actually how it arose in Hashem's will. To actually bring the world into being, to take it from that immediately when it arose in Hashem's will to create worlds, then they were actually created in very that very moment, not without any waiting. There was no obviously like a person. A person desires to have to create a to build a house it takes time, but whereas Hashem, Hashem through His will, He can create already. Everything was created through Hashem's will immediately. So that is the idea of after everything was made through his will, that's that's Hashem's desire to actually create worlds, not to be king, the desire to be king over worlds. That is the distant reason, the distant cause for creation. That's Malchus Dein Seif, before the actual Tzimtzum. Here we're talking about Hashem's desire for creation, not the desire to be king, but the desire for creation. And that immediately when he had the desire for creation, worlds were created. When Hashem desired, automatically everything was brought to me. And that's the idea, it says in Kabbalah and Chassidus, that Hashem measured, so to say, estimated within himself, potentially everything that will be in actuality. This is that initial desire, the desire for creation, where everything now is estimated uh, potentially everything that will be in actuality. And after everything was created through Hashem's desire for creation, then, like this prayer says, his name, he was called king over all of creation. Shmoy, who Malchus 
Hashem's name, this is referring to Malchus Dein Seif, which is after Malchus Dein Seif, the Malchus of the infinite essence of Hashem, but after already the initial contraction and concealment of the infinite energy of Hashem, the infinite revelation of godliness, therefore allowing for the possibility of limited worlds. But this is already Azai Melech, after everything was after Hashem's will, desire for creation, which brought into being everything immediately, then Hashem's name was called upon all of creation. That's the level of Malchus after, after the Tzimtzum now. But still, this is all within the infinite energy of Hashem, the infinite revelation of godliness. All these levels of Malchus. Because we're still talking about Hashem's Ratzin, Hashem's desire, which Ratzin is a Kayach Makif, a divine power which relates to the Makif, meaning a level of divinity which is totally encompassing, totally infinite, and therefore not being revealed in the internal way within the creations. So levels of Malchus still within Hashem's infinite energy. But what it says first in this prayer, it says, it Master of the world. This is the true, the truth of his essential being, his true essential being. Not levels of Malchus Dein Soif, either Malchus Dein Soif before the Tzimtzum, Malchus Dein Soif after the Tzimtzum. This, when it says at the beginning, the master of the worlds, and this is talking about actually the, of the actual created worlds. That is referring to Hashem's true essential being. Because all the creations were only found from the Hashem's, the truth of His being, His essential being. Like we said earlier, the fact that there is a creation which can feel itself independent and doesn't feel like it has a source, that's because it is brought into being from the true independent being, Hashem's true essence, which has no source. So that's the idea of Adoin Ilam, and that's the idea we're saying, Olmin, Master of Worlds. That specifically tells you about Hashem's true essence. Because he is the master of worlds, because he creates them every moment. And what can create, what has this ability to create worlds, Yashmayayan, only Hulavadi Bekechivicholte, Hashem's true essence. This is also what I just said, but Aliyo says, and Pastor Shechlio, and Tukunizer, Zal, Ribbin Olmin. This is what Aliyo says, Ribbin Olmin, master of worlds. Antuchad, you are the one and not a calculated one, etc. What does it mean, master of worlds? The intention is referring to Hashem's true essence, essential being. And that is the name creator, like we said earlier, the beginning of this whole um, paragraph. That to master of worlds, referring to Hashem's true essence. How, how can Hashem's true essence, which totally transcends all of limited creation, connect to the idea of all mean worlds? Because only Hashem's true essence has the ability to create worlds which feel themselves independent and create them out of total nothingness. So that's the idea of of a creator relating to Hashem's true essence. Now we're returning to what we said earlier, only this with this name of, of creator can we apply to Hashem's true essence. This is the only name which truly indicates, which symbolizes Hashem's true essence because it's not describing a specific characteristic, but rather like Chanan Veracham, Hashem's kindness or severity, etc. But it's describing Hashem that He is the Creator, and the fact that He is the Creator is only possible from Hashem's true essence, like we've explained. Now, continuing the pasuk Leo, Antu Chav Lubuchushban, You are one, but not a calculated one. That refers to the infinite energy of Hashem, the infinite revelation of Godliness, the now a lower level a revelation from Hashem's true essence. Hashem's true essential being, it's impossible to say you are one, but not a calculated one. Um, so that, because the whole idea of the idea of replying this idea of Hashem is one and not a calculated one, 
on Hashem's true essence, it's not possible to apply this idea of you are one and not a calculated one, because that's only possible in a place, uh, in such a reality, that you could apply the idea of ribuy, the idea of many, of abundant. Then, then you can say, but even though there is a possibility of a ribuy, of many different entities, Hashem is still one. Obviously, Hashem's essence is totally above the whole idea of his differentiation of ribuy. He is the true unity, which the only true only existence from his perspective, there is no other existence. So it's impossible to apply that to Hashem's true essence. Um, but to a level of godliness, which is a, a revelation from him, not his true essence, you can say that he is one, even though that now it's already relating to a level of divinity, which can be separated out into specific characteristics to specific expressions nevertheless he is one and not in calculation not in a level of his chalkos of cheshbe all idea of cheshbe is recounting different parts by Hashem's true essence it's not applicable the whole idea of ribuy of abundance of many different parts that therefore it should be possible to say that no even though there's a, it's possible to have this idea of abundance of ribuy he is nevertheless one a true unity true oneness about Hashem's essence, impossible to say that. He's totally above the concept of Rebbe. As it's known also, it's explained in other places, that the, the, the word Echod, to say Hashem is one, Hashem is one, is also not possible, not relevant to say about Hashem's true essence. Because the idea of one implies in a unity of many different details and many different parts coming together. And in Hashem's true essence, it's not it's not possible to say a unification of different details of different parts coming together. Hashem is, in His very essence, is not as totally above the idea of His Chalkos Pratim, of a differentiation into parts. Only lower levels of divinity, which already now become related to the limited reality, and therefore related to the ribuy of reality, you can say that nevertheless, even though it's possible that it's within this reality which has the connection to ribuy, it's nevertheless one. Hashem's true essence is totally about that, and that's why the, the, the word echad, when you say Hashem is one, it could also apply that there's a two, there's a three, meaning it's already within the realm of ribuy. So that cannot be relating to Hashem's true essence. The Rambam in the first chapter of Hilchis Laws of Yusei Deatera, the foundations of Teda, writes, interesting that this shear is being recorded, we're restarting the Rambam now, we're learning this He writes, when explaining the idea that Hashem is one, it's not a type of oneness which includes many different entities together. Because the whole idea of Echod, being Hashem, this idea of the concept of oneness, means, comes with the word his achtos, unity, of different details, different entities coming together. Like it's explained in other places. This is not something which is possible to talk about, to relate to Hashem's true essence, who is not in the realm of Ribuy at all. It's totally above this idea of being many. And that is one of the Yusaydis and Muna, the foundations of our faith, to believe that Hashem is truly one and not the begetter is Chalkos, not made of different parts. What does it mean then when we say Hashem is one? Then we say Hashem Echad. If we're saying this, you should know that Hashem is one. What does it really mean? This mitzvah of believing in the oneness of Hashem. It can't mean this idea of oneness in the sense where it's a ribi pratim oneness, a oneness which is in the realm which is already shaykh pratim. It's rather the idea of. And it's, especially since we're saying Havaya Echot, Havaya, we said earlier, is a Shema Etzim, which is re- relating to Hashem's very true essential being, which is obviously above this whole idea of Ischalkos Pratim. 
So when we say Havaya Echod, the oneness relating to Hashem's true essence, it, it cannot be the idea of Echod, which is his Achdus. Rather, it's Kamay Yochid. It's the idea of Yochid, the unique, the only existence. This Yochid, the idea of Yochid, means he's the only existence, Be'etzim, essentially, meaning it's impossible to have any other existence. Which has no, it's no concept of unity of different details coming together. That's the idea of Yochit. It's just the only essential, the essential only being. This is something which is totally removed um, from the way we understand this, totally removed from the concept of our reality, from the concept of Ribui. And therefore, it's Yochit, the only true existence. Like when we say a, a expression, there is a person who is a Yochid B'dayri, is unique in his generation. She'ein B'dayri that means to say that there's, no, there's nobody else in the generation which is like him. This is the idea which says there is a concept of Echad, a oneness, which there is no second to it. Even though usually when you say one, one implies that there's a two, there's a three. This is the concept of Yesh Echad. There is a concept of oneness, which is this idea of Yochid, the only unique being, which there is no She'ein this is a, a oneness which is not something which can be counted. And not a oneness, and not a concept of oneness which is from the idea of a achdus, of a unity of many different um, details coming together. This is the idea of Hashem's true unity, of Hashem's essential being. It's really the idea of Yochid, the only, the only unique essential being, oneness, the only true existence above the idea of Ribbit. This is what we mean when we say Havaya is Echad, which Havaya is the Shema Etzim, referring to Hashem's really true essential being. And we're saying about that essential being that it's Echad, that it's one. That the true intention is really that Hashem is the, not Echad, the money, the counted one, but a oneness which is not calculated, which is the idea of Yochid, the truly unique, essential, essentially unique being. So therefore, when Eliyahu says, you are one. It says Chad. This, this idea of Chad is also similar to the idea of Yochid, the unique being, Rashaich, the only being. Rashaich alatus, but is uh, and it's possible to relate to to apply that to Hashem's true essential being. The Chaim Pirush Apardis Chad Lubichushman, and that's also how the Apardis that Ramak explains the idea of Chad Lubichushman, one and not a calculated one, it relates it to the essential, uniquely uniquely essential being, which is Hashem's true essence, Yochid. The idea where it says you are one, but not a calculated one. Why, is, why doesn't it just say you are one? The, the fact that it now afterwards says you're not calculated, is the chad money. It's hinting to you that this is not a when we say when I say one here, I'm not referring to a one which can be counted, which is in the realm of ribui. Okay, rather it's saying, like the statement we said quite before, that there is an idea of oneness which is not related to a which doesn't have a second or a third that comes after it. It's a unique oneness. But the, however, the truth is, what we say when we say that Hashem is the true, is the true being, the only true existence. This also includes within it, obviously, automatically, that He is the Echad Hamiti, the true, unique being. And the fact that He's the only, He's the only true existence also includes, also implies. Automatically brings you to the conclusion that he is the also only the echad amiti, the true oneness. As the chivis lavavis writes in the aforementioned chapter of, of Sharia, the gateway of unity, the true existence 
if it's a true existence, it can't be made up of different entities and different details. The Kane, because if he was made up of different parts, you could not say that his existence is essential, is inherent, it comes from himself. Because then you would say that he, since he's made up of different parts, his existence is dependent on the fact that all these parts are uni- united together. The Kol Echod because each one of these parts does not have an existence if it wasn't for the other unifying with it. And therefore, being that this existence is made up of different parts, there must be a higher existence which unifies together all these different parts. And therefore, the only, the true existence, if he's a true existence, meaning he's, what, 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 impl- what makes it, what Machriach has to say is the true existence? The fact that he is Mitsusim Yatsmuse. His existence is is inherent. It's from himself. It's not it's not caused by any other existence which is higher than it. So the true existence, which is Mitsus, it must his existence must be because Mitsusim Yatsmuse, his existence comes from himself. That true being It's automatic that he cannot be made up of different details, different parts. Because if he was made up of parts, he would, there would have to be a being which is holding together all those parts higher. And Hashem's true, if he's a true existence, it means that he he is an existence which is not created from any other being. Elohu echadamitichulu. So he is rather the true oneness, meaning not made up of parts, a unique oneness which nothing else is like him. So therefore, the fact that he's the only, he's the true existence, implies also, brings you to the conclusion that he is also the true oneness. The fact, so therefore, if so, the fact that Elio says, you are the master of the world, which he said relates to Hashem's true essence, the fact that he is the creator. The intent is Hashem's true essence. There's already included within this Hashem's true oneness, that he's a oneness which is not calculated. Because if he is the essential being, which is the source of all of creation, and has no has no source above him, there's nothing creating him. Is Then automatically that that obligates you to say that he's also not made up of parts. So therefore, what is it adding then? When, when Elio says that you are one and not a calculated one, we already know that from the first starting. He's saying you're the master of worlds, which is meaning you are the Automatically, he's not made up of parts. So what does it mean then? Hashem is one and not a calculated one. That must be referring to then the lower level divinity already on the the revelation, the infinite revelation from Hashem's essence. Specifically, refers to the hidden ten spheres, which are hidden within Hashem's essence before they are revealed in the world of Atzilus. This is the ten spheres how they're existing in the primordial man, Ak, which is the level of divinity which everything is included, all the details of existence are included there in a general way. Like within the seed, all the parts of the tree are included there in a hidden essential way. And this is referred to and speak, spoken about in the Shari Kedusha from Chaim Metal, third part, chapter one. As it's written in Shari Kedusha and the sixth preface, being that these ten spheres are included within Hashem's essence, absorbed in His essence, therefore at that level, even though they're really ten, but how they are totally absorbed, taken over by that reality of Hashem's essential being, that essential one being, whose, whose unity is essential, like we said earlier, the true unity. Therefore, at that state, the ten spheres are totally chad, they're totally one, and not a calculated one, not one, not not a oneness which can be counted of one, two, three, even though we're talking about ten spheres, but how they exist, totally absorbed within Hashem's essence, they're not in that calculation. So we will understand this idea of the ten spheres being called the chad, how they're included in ten Hashem's essential being. 
will be understood by Hekdim Peter Stavis Adam Kadmi by first explaining the the word Adam Kadmi, primordial man, which refers to a level of godliness, divinity of the initial thought of creation, how everything, all the details of creation are included there in a general way. Let's, let's, how is that implied in the actual words of Adam Kadmi, man and primordial? These two words here that make up this concept of Ak are seemingly two opposites. Im Adam, if it's if it's saying that it's a level of man, Adam, which is made up of many parts, Ainanu Kadmi. And therefore he's also not a Kadmi, he's not a primordial. The whole idea of man, the concept of man, is a creation, something which is a new reality, which is created by Hashem. Like all of other creations are new creations, novel creations, which were only created by Hashem and didn't exist beforehand. Like all the creations of the Lord, of the created worlds of like the verse implies, Hashem created man within his image. He created man. He created, it's a creation. So how can, first of all, the idea of the concept of Adam is not a Kadmon, it's not something primordial which always existed because Hashem created it, like it's implied. The Ibu Kadmon, and if, like the second word in this term implies he is a Kadmon primordial, always existing, Metsusi Metsmusi, he cannot be a man. He cannot be in the concept of reality, the realm of man. Because the whole idea where you call something a Kadmon primordial, always existing, is to negate to say that this is not wherever we're talking whatever we're talking about is not a creation is not a novel reality it always existed so what is this implication of this word the primordial man which are two words together in one term which are opposite from each other it's known it's known in general this level of divinity called refers to the the man of the world of Bria the Chlolus the general Bria. And it's known that there's specific worlds, Atilas Bria and then there's the concept of these four worlds, how they exist in higher levels of divinity. So, Adam de Bria de Cholos, the man of Bria, the general Bria. So, that's a higher level of divinity. Um, so, Ak is referring to that Adam de Bria de Cholos. So, if so, if the, this level of Ak is referring to the Adam de Bria de Cholos, which is the even though higher than the world of Bria itself, but still it's, talk, it's called by the, 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 it's called by the general term of Bria, creation, which implies that it's a new existence. Therefore, it cannot be a Kadmin, something which always existed. So how can we call that level of divinity, the Adam, uh, Adam de Bria de Cholos, a Kadmin, primordial, always existing? We'll stop there on top of page Kuf Tzadik Gimel.